0: Hello, and welcome to episode number 143 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This show is brought to you by Fan Booster by Traject, which is the world's most complete social media management tool. And it's my tool of choice when it comes to scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. Try them out for yourself for free by clicking the link with this podcast episode. I am super excited for today's guest, Kara Rice. She is a business coach, a certified trainer of NLP and the founder of Mind Surgery Method, NLP practitioner training for coaches. We're going to go into her history, how she started her business. And all of this ties into our theme for the month, which is all about unmuting yourself. We want you to stand up and actually speak, use your vocal cords to talk about the difference that your business brings to the world. And if you want to explore this concept even more, join us in the Savvy Social School. We have just completed our challenge all about unmuting ourselves. And we have a special coaching session with Lana Hernandez to talk all about this in further detail. So definitely join us there. But without further ado, Kara Rice, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So, so excited to be here yeah, I'm like geeking out about your history because I am a self-proclaimed introvert as well. I got in trouble in school for literally not talking. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like there's some similarities there, but um, I know you started your business in 2013 um, and you were kind of scared to show your name and face online. Talk to us a little bit about that.
1: I was terrified. (laughs) Like The best way to describe it is terrified. And my background is actually in advertising. So my, my first career, I guess you could say, was in advertising. And I was even terrified to speak up in, in team meetings at the agency. So if I was in a team meeting of more than 10, it's like you put the 11th person in the room and I would break out in hives. I would be completely completely covered in hives. So when I went back to school to become a nutritionist and, you know, Tried to get my business going the first time around in 2013, I had this realization that, well, crap, this means I need to become a personal brand. Like, I'm going to actually have to market myself. And the options at the time were go be an entrepreneur and learn how to market yourself. And this is even before video was mandatory. This is, you know, just, I'm just talking blog posts here and, you know, very basic Facebook posts at the time. But my options were figure out how to become an entrepreneur and a personal brand, or go work in a clinic and make half as much as I was making in advertising. So it became this roller coaster journey of leaving advertising to start my business, and then going back to advertising with my tail between my legs. And it was this roller coaster of a journey. And finally, in 2015, I well, after getting fired from a couple jobs, I. I was like, okay, enough's enough. I got to figure this out. And so I really went on this this journey of owning my own personal brand, and it was such a big deal for me to let go of what I call the business guys that I had. I was hiding behind these these cutesy business names. I was nutritionista living. I was like all these different, you know, cutesy nutrition names. And my business coach at the time said, "What if you just be Kara Rice?" And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean be Kara Rice? Like, I can't just be me. She's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, maybe ease back on all the food pictures on your website and how about we put your your face there and your name there and you actually be you. And I was like, what? That's terrifying. I can't do that. So, I mean, a lot, there was a lot of mindset work that needed to happen in order to to officially launch Rice.com. That was... Ooh, I think it was May 2015 when I finally launched my my personal brand. And again, this was before video. This was before Facebook Lives. This was before Insta Stories. All of that. So at this point, I wasn't even tackling video. It was really about just owning my brand and declaring that I was "quote unquote" good enough to to be a brand. So there's some beliefs happening behind there. So that was the first really the first step for me is deciding that I was good enough to put my name and face out there and actually own it.
0: And it's scary, right? I mean, we hear stories all the time about people, you know, being criticized online and um, kind of having that feeling of being exposed. Is that kind of the feelings that were going through your head at the time?
1: Mm -hmm. I had all of this especially because I was coaching on nutrition at the time, I coach on business now, but at the time I was coaching on nutrition and I find a lot of my clients who are in the the wellness space struggle with this as well. But there was this belief I had that I had to be 100% perfectly healthy, like eat perfectly clean and like just basically everything had to be perfect in order for people to trust me as an authority on what I was teaching and coaching on. And so I really struggled with I guess what many call imposter syndrome of what I haven't got all this figured out yet like I'm not perfect yet. <laughs> and it was it was a big struggle to to overcome that fear and take the first step in saying hey world I'm here this is my nutrition coaching program and really getting clear on what's the what's the transformation that I can support my clients with it doesn't necessarily have to be this massive journey I take them through, but maybe there are a few steps behind me and I can support them on that A to B journey, whatever that is for them and support them over 90 days, six months. And that was really helpful for me to see it like that. Instead of looking at like, I have to be this, you know, this guru in order to sign, to sign clients.
0: Right. Exactly. And I feel like social media definitely agitates that feeling because we see all of these gurus with their perfectly curated feeds and feel like we have to fit into that. Um, But I think just showing up as you are is really what's important. And you've mentioned a few times this concept of video. And I know that you do video now, but that wasn't always easy for you. So tell us about the transition into also showing up in video.
1: Yeah. So like the first phase was really sharing my story in written form, right? So I was sharing my own health journey and realizing as I started doing that, I was realizing that people were really connecting to the authenticity of Oh, like I don't have it together all the time. Like I make quote unquote mistakes and I, you know, I'm still working on this. And I started to realize that people really resonated with that. And so around 2017 is when I think that's when Facebook Live took off. I'm not sure if Insta stories were there yet, but video is really becoming sort of a non negotiable in the online space. And I made the connection between that authenticity piece and the just like the vulnerability piece of just showing up as you and I tied that together and thought hey if people could actually get to know me as me and see me talking see me you know like occasionally like I get the like red marks on my neck and like actually see me as as a real human they might connect with me more and so I started to connect those dots so it was not easy by any means. And the very, I have a funny story. Do you like mojitos?
0: Oh yeah. I'm more of a margarita person, but I do like mojitos too. (laughs) Well,
1: I was like, okay, I'm, I've got to do this first video. This was actually maybe 2016. And I was like, i got to do a video. What can I do a video on that will you know, just help rip the bandaid off and get some practice with doing video. So it's like, I'll do a mojito demo. Like I'm, I'm known with my friends to be like the mojito making experts. I thought I'll make a mojito demo just to practice being on video. And I had so many bloopers because I probably had, you know, five or six mojitos as I was creating this demo. So that was my first foray into video. And then in 2017, um, it was sort of the trend to have your your promo video on your website of who you are, what you know, your signature offer is. And I hired um, my photographer at the time. I hired her to do a full brand video, and we we did a whole like an about me video. We did um, you know an introduction to my signature program, and it probably took oh man, like hours and hours because there were so many takes because I was stumbling over what I was saying and I was bursting into tears because it was so uncomfortable and I was getting so frustrated with myself. Like, why isn't this coming coming out the way I want it to? And then we'd do it again, you know, and six months later I'd do another video and it would get easier. And then I'd do another video and then I started doing Facebook Lives first in my private Facebook group. And then, you know, Insta stories came out and just with practice, I got more and more comfortable, and I stopped worrying about everything sounding perfect. And I think the the beautiful thing that's happened with social media is that no one expects it to be perfect anymore, especially with live video, right? When you're doing a professional video shoot, and you know it's going to be edited, and it's you know there's an element there of like I can you know I can mess up because we're going to edit this and piece it together, and it's going to look perfect and, and great. What I love about live video is that it's okay, like you're forced to just keep going if you make mistakes. And I think that was really, really helpful.
0: Yes, I love that. And I think I'm a huge fan of live video too, first of all, because of that. Um, and my people know this. Um I've got dogs, they may be wrestling in the background, I stumble over my words, I forget words. And I think that's human nature. I think that human component of it is so important. Um, And we oftentimes forget that because we see the perfectly polished videos and we're used to consuming videos that are polished. If we think about just the way that we watch TV or um, anything like that, movies, they're all these like massive productions. But when it comes to creating video for social, in fact, going the other way can actually be more of a help to you than having these perfectly produced videos. Um, so can you talk us through kind of what your strategy is now, how video plays a, a role in that and how you show up specifically in your social media marketing today?
1: Yeah. So going back to 2015, my tagline was Your Story Matters. So when I transitioned from nutrition coaching into business mentoring, I was really leading with this concept that I had uncovered of, whoa, like be a real human, share your own health journey. Your ideal clients are going to resonate with, with this because there's less pressure for them to get it perfect. And they see what's possible for them. If you're more of a real human and you have flaws and you're still on the journey, just a few steps ahead of them there, you know, your ideal client is going to see themselves in you. And so as I, you know, uncovered this and was working on this in my my own business. I started mentoring other health coaches who were more introverted themselves too and struggling with visibility and sharing their story. And my tagline at the time was "Your story matters." And I actually did the Wayback Machine the other day to see my old website, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's like all connected to visibility." And so this piece about your story matters is has really been the through line over the last few few years in my business, whether I'm specifically coaching introverts, now I'm doing more, you know, training in NLP. So I've, you know, not specifically leading with coaching introverts, although I tend to attract introverts. Um, but the through line of this is really about, it's okay to not have it all together. And so a big part of my, my strategy and what I teach my clients, whether they're introverts or not, is... there's so many lessons in your journey and it's not necessarily that you have to show up and be a video diary of what's going on on a day-to-day basis, real time, like airing your quote-unquote dirty laundry and like sharing real time, like what's happening. But when you're through it and you're on the other side of it and there's a teaching moment there, how can you leverage that? How can you use that? How can you show up as a real human and make use of what you've just gone through, what you've experienced, and how can you share that with your your audience and your ideal client as a teaching moment? And so that's what I really support my clients to do is like, okay, you've, you've just gone through this. You've had this lesson. How can you make use of it? What's the teaching moment? And then go share it. Right. And so that I think is just so, so powerful for, for anyone. Of course, I, primarily coach coaches, but this applies to anyone with a personal brand, anyone with a service-based business. There's probably so many teaching moments you're leaving on the table out of fear that you're going to be judged for sharing it.
0: Yes, yes. And I love that that's really embedded itself in the work that you do. Um, I'm curious how it shows up for your own business, like how you market yourself on social media. And if you still struggle with some of those initial fears as well. And if you do, how do you kind of move past them with your own storytelling strategies?
1: Yeah. So the, the funny thing is like the fear never completely goes away. Like I'm sure you relate to this, Like, yes. you get better at working with it. And I think what oftentimes a lot of people are like, Oh, I just want to be able to get rid of this fear. And what's actually happening is it's not so much the fear. It's not so much the fear because we can, we can turn fear. You know, if we're going to feel into fear, it kind of feels like anxiety. We can turn anxiety into excitement right? We can easily do a, a re- mindset reframe there and change it to excitement, right? That's that's easy to change. What we do need to work on, though, is the limiting beliefs that are getting in the way, because if you don't feel worthy, if you don't feel good enough, if you don't feel like what you have to say matters, it's going to be more difficult to show up because it's like, well, who who gives a crap what I'm about to say, Right? So I find that like introvert or not, every client I've worked with, when we do our belief clearing sessions, I do a technique called mental emotional release as part of the mind surgery method. Every single client I've ever had, when we do this this belief clearing process that that I teach in my certification, every single one of my clients has had an unconscious belief that we've uncovered in the session that I'm not good enough. We can always still distill it down to I'm not good enough. And I have yet to, to this day, in my like three, over three years of practicing NLP, come across a client who doesn't have this belief. So that's what we need to be working on is the I'm not good enough belief. And it's not necessarily that we're walking around all day saying, oh, I'm not good enough. You know, it's not like a conscious mind thing that we're thinking all day long. Might pop up here and there at, you know, inappropriate times, like in ideal times when you're about to go live and do the things. But you know when it comes up is when things are going well. Things start going well. And then back here, and if you're listening to the 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 audio of this, I'm like waving my hand behind my head, but back here, it's like a little whisper of you're not good enough, you're not worthy. And that's how you know you have this unconscious belief driving the the show behind the scenes. And so that's what I really work on with my clients is the the limiting beliefs that aren't necessarily the day-to-day thoughts, but that show up when either things are going well, or you're just about to go live, or you're just about to do you know a training in your group, or you're just about to go into a launch, right? It's when it pops up.
0: Yes, it does. And it never really goes away, like you said. Always there, you just learn to work with it like mm-hmm. a little friend. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to shift gears as we wrap up the conversation today to talk about the technical stuff um, as far as social media marketing goes. So would you say your main platform is Instagram? Instagram and my Facebook group. I have a free Facebook group. Okay. So when it comes to like creating content to speak to these coaches on Instagram, um, walk us through your process.
1: Yeah, so it, it depends if I am creating nurture content in between launches or if I'm creating content to, you know, funnel into a launch because I have different different programs. Um, but I, I typically start with the sales page. So whatever I'm selling, so if I'm creating content for a program, you know, let's just say my certification, for example, I'll start first with the sales page and then get clear on like what are the, the topic pillars there on the sales page, what are the core you know, pieces of content that I have there? And then I build it out from there. I find that really helpful. I also work in a way where there's some content that I plan out in advance, but I primarily work in a really inspired, like I call it taking inspired action of checking in each day. I do a visualization every morning of the version of you who, and I step into this next level version of me who's already achieved the thing I'm trying to achieve. And it could be you know, a goal that I'm working towards you know, this month, it could be six months from now, it could be two years from now, It's you know, depending what I'm working on at the time. And I asked myself, future me, what is it I'm meant to share today? What is the message I have to share today? Who needs to hear it and where? <laughs> and so I tend to create the inspired content that way of like, what's the very simple message I'm meant to share today? And sometimes that translates into a, a simple Instagram post <laughs> that's just written out. And sometimes it's a face, an impromptu Facebook live in my group. And sometimes it's content that I'll go draft out and, and save for an email or something.
0: I love the inspired action uh, piece to this because I think there's no wrong way to showing up as long as you show up consistently, whatever that means for you. Um, I love that. And I think a lot of people listening will find relief in that uh, because some people need the guidance and the structure and, the, and kind of like more of the handholding of like post this on this day at this time. Um, but a lot of people, especially those listening who may um, feel more intuitive and kind of lead their lives that way will love the inspired action piece as well of kind of checking in with yourself and your future self um, and seeing what what that has in store for you, um, which leads me to talking about you, this idea of the version of you who I know you have uh, this visualization that you can offer to the audience. So, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So i I started doing this guided visualization with my clients probably about a year ago, and it just transpired into this. I've incorporated some NLP techniques in there. Um, We adjust what we call the submodalities, which is the characteristics of the picture. So we turn the picture, the brightness up, the contrast, like you can make the picture look, you know, most real, most intense for you. So I started doing this visualization about a year ago, and it's really turned into this core foundational piece of my certification program of the the mind surgery method. And I, the reason I put this in, in my program and the reason I have this as a freebie is it's like. It's always the first step. It should always be the first step. Whatever you're creating, it is getting really clear on what the goal is. My old tagline was your story matters, which is still completely relevant. My new tagline is the best business strategy is believing in yourself. And so in order to believe in yourself, you got to start with, okay, well, it's already done. I've already done it stepping into the version of you who's already done it. So if you can step into, you know, future you and see what that looks like, hear what that sounds like, feel what that feels like, then it's so much easier to work backwards, right? It's so much easier to be like, well, I've already done it. I saw it. Like I went into the vision. I can see it already done. It's already happened, you know? (laughs) An alternate universe, this has already happened. So who better to ask what next step to take than future you? So I've created this guided visualization. It's about eight minutes. And it walks you through creating the picture in your mind. And the funny thing is that you may not even know going into this visualization what exactly you're creating, because I guide you through the process of creating it. And everyone who's done this is so surprised at the vision that comes to them. They're like, I went into this thinking I was going to be working on this goal. But as I was going through the process of the visualization, something else dropped in and gave me a new idea and I have a you know, new perspective on it. So in this visualization, I take you through this process and it's something you can use on a daily basis to reconnect to that goal, to reconnect to that vision, to step into the version of you who's already done the thing you're trying to achieve so that throughout the day, as you're doing your checklist items, you're you know, going through your strategy, ticking the things off your list, you're doing it in the energy of it's already done. Like the work I'm doing is working because I'm doing it in an aligned way to the version of me who's already done it. You're in that energy and it's so powerful because I don't know if you can relate to this too. I think most of us have related to there's some times where you follow all the action steps, you do the strategy to a T and sometimes it works and once in a while it didn't go so well, but when you reflect back, you're like, I didn't actually believe it was possible. Or there was a secondary gain from it not working. And so I find this so, so powerful to step into like on a daily basis, you know, or even if a couple times a week, if, you know, you can't do it every day, but to reconnect to that vision and step into the energy of it's already happening, it's already done. And I'm taking these action steps based on it already being done. And then you're more likely to achieve your goal because you believe it because you see it. You just, you were just there. You were just in it.
0: Ooh, that's so good. So for those of you listening or watching who want to grab this guided visual, visual oh my gosh, say that 10 times fast, visualization. <laughs> I'll put the link in the podcast show notes. Definitely check it out, grab it, practice it, and uh, maybe reach out to Kara and let her know what came up for you. Uh, Kara, where else can we find you online? Yeah, so you can find
1: me on Instagram at Kara Rice Coaching. It's Kara with a C and um, um, in my Six Figure Mindset Coaches group, it's my free free group on
0: on Facebook, as well as Kararice.com. Perfect, and I'll put all of those links with the show notes. Thanks again, Kara, for joining us on the show today. Make sure you stay tuned for next week. We're talking to my friend, Sarah, all about copywriting. We're shifting into our next topic, which is about micro habits and mindfulness and really ties into this conversation so, so well. So stay tuned for that episode next time. And hey, if you love the show, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate all of your support. I'll see you next week. Bye for now.